Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? De Niro will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I am here with Kate Begoy. Kate was listed as one of Thrive Global's limit-breaking female founders, a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, and the founder of SixFigureFreelancers.com. Kate specializes in helping creative corporate burnouts replace six-figure salaries with consulting businesses they can run online. Super excited about talking about Kate's journey and what she does, so let's get right into it. Kate, thanks a lot for being on the Remote CEO Show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Listen, Kate, I ask every single one of my guests what they were doing before they became entrepreneurs. So what's your story? Uh, my story, I started my career in graphic design. Um, and then after I burned out of my first corporate job, I went back and got a master's in business and started working in startups. Uh, so I've been working with entrepreneurs for uh, over 10 years now, I suppose, in some capacity or another, um, really doing product design, marketing, branding, that sort of thing for early stage startups. So that's kind of how I got into entrepreneurship was then starting my own business around that and supporting other entrepreneurs. That's super cool. And let me ask you, I heard, I think I heard that you were working in a corporate environment before. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was back You're in the right? day. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and so, and so I, I am always very fascinated from people that started, you know, uh, their careers in a corporate environment or generally like any nine to five really. And, and then they decided to go on their own. What was the driving factor? One of the main reasons, if, if even more reasons that, uh, that you took that leap. I th you know, the first time uh, was really just out of necessity for my mental health. Uh, I was really burnt out. And at the time I, I did, I had a lot of work to do on my own personal boundaries. I was drinking a lot. Um, I didn't really know how to push back on my boss and say, no, I cannot actually take on 30% more work. Uh, so I just took it on and I did it. And then I worked all of the time. Um, and I eventually got to the point where I basically realized like if I continued down the path I was on, I was going to die in some form or another, either of a stress-related illness or I was going to kill myself. And so I quit without a plan and I, I tried freelancing. Um, so that was like my first attempt at entrepreneurship and and I failed uh spectacularly that first time uh but I got that bug of like okay I know that someday I'm going to figure this out I'm going to be my own boss I'm going to make my own income and I'm going to make money work for me mm -hmm. very very interesting I feel like there is a lot of similarities between what I've done what you've done and I guess a lot of my listeners have done as well because mm -hmm. I do work with freelancers and solopreneurs in that stage when they're scaling and they're starting to hire a team mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you now for those folks at home that are actually just still freelancers 
Um, what are two or three tips, one, two, three tips, whatever, that you can give them so that they don't burn out or so that they don't fail at their freelance career? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have so many, but, um, the number one tip that I have, we'll start there is to work on your mindset constantly. Um, your mindset is what is going to make or break you as a business owner, as a freelancer, um, your ability to build resist, uh, resilience, uh, your ability to be consistent, your ability to work through self-sabotaging behaviors, um, to start thinking differently and to, particularly for the people that are struggling to get yourself out of the scarcity mindset and into a more abundant mindset. It allows you to work with better clients. So that's number one is just constant work on your mindset. And then number two is work on your brand. A lot of freelancers struggle because they're selling their skills. They're just competing on uh, the freelance sites based entirely on price, on their skill and on their time. If you can build a brand around the solutions that you provide and the benefits of why people should work with you, uh, versus just, you know, I sell design, I sell X, uh, you will get better results. You will work with better clients who value you more and are willing to pay you more. So those are my top two tips. That's amazing. And thanks a lot for sharing those. I always tell my clients, you got to start, you know, sometimes they say, you know, I would never work for free. And I'm like, well, that makes total sense. Nobody likes to work from free. But when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, you got to invest either time or money to build mm -hmm. your brand. But once you do build your brand, the upsides are enormous. Like you said, you're going to get paid better. You're going to work less. And then you're going to be able to actually put together a team. So let's switch over, though, to what you're currently doing right now. Can you share that with our audience? What's your business model and how do you help entrepreneurs and, and early stage startups? Sure. Yeah. Our timing is really interesting. We, we have had this call scheduled for a while and I have recently made a decision to do some pretty big pivots. So I'm kind of in the middle of what I'm doing. Um, but the short answer is I've been running a coaching practice for the last few years, working one-on-one -on -one with clients. And then I've, I launched this online program called Six Figure Freelancers. That's really, it's a training program around that mindset and that brand building. And I'm in the process of pivoting to from a full-time standpoint, we'll be going back to design while I pivot to focus solely on six-figure freelancers as a membership program. Um, so really excited to, to start growing that and offering high quality business brand and mindset training to freelancers at an affordable cost and, and in integrating that with more community because I've come to understand that you know, the skills of a freelancer and building the brand and, and finding clients are one thing, but the mindset, the loneliness, the strategies, that's something we really need community around. So I'm excited to be moving towards that, but I don't know entirely what that looks like, to be perfectly honest. That's that's super cool. So are you um, present on any platforms? And I'm asking you this, right? I will ask you, of course, at the end where, where people can find you online. But this is a question that I'm asking from, you know, a marketing perspective as an entrepreneur yourself. Are you marketing yourself on a specific platform such as Instagram or LinkedIn? Or are you taking more of a outreach approach where you actually do, I don't know, cold emails or, or cold calls? Yeah. So right now, again, we're kind of, I'm trying to figure out the, the pivot first before we go back into marketing. So I've technically put everything on pause, but in terms of my coaching practice, where I have had the best results and spend most of my time and energy has historically been LinkedIn um, and Instagram. Uh, when I was traveling full-time, uh, I was pretty active in, in using that more of a proof of lifestyle and, and, and inspiring of what is possible. But LinkedIn, in my opinion, particularly for freelancers is often the best place to start if you want to connect directly with your ideal clients. 
hundred percent. And I mean, like generally speaking on Instagram, you do have kind of everyone that goes on Instagram and they're not there, you know, with the intent of purchasing something necessarily. Exactly. Whereas on LinkedIn, it's a bit of a different uh, story. Yeah, Listen, I I'm think. Gonna... Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's something really important to note for anybody that is freelancing or starting a small business is knowing what people are doing on the different platforms that are available in terms of social media. Social media, in my opinion, is more of a brand building. The the sales, the conversations come in after you make a connection and you can have a conversation. And sites like Instagram, most people are on Instagram to zone out, right? They're not there to hire you. Um, so getting traffic off of Instagram, if you're not paying for it, can be a challenge. And I think that's a, a common misconception of people starting out. Well, if I'm just, uh, you know, posting content every day on Instagram, I'm going to be a millionaire. Uh, it takes a little more than that. Yes, 100%. I agree with you. Um, what I was going to ask you, though, it's actually like you went through a stage of, you know, going from freelancer to coach, and I'm assuming you put together some sort of a team. Is that the case? I am still mostly a solopreneur. I have an amazing assistant, and I have a team, um, that's based out of Australia, they, uh, they do a lot of tech and stuff as virtual assistants. So I have a queue that I can go in and have say, you know, go build this page or fix this email sequence or whatever. And they take care of that. But I strategically do not want to run a super big business. I'm a lifestyle business owner. That's why I got into business um, and have considered over the years, you know, bringing on other people under me, other coaches and things. And I just, that's not what I personally want in my life. So I strategically am lean. A hundred percent. No, I actually, it, it, it makes sense. Like uh, from, from a coaching perspective, I think that especially if this, you know, is your personal brand, the coach should be you and not someone else. But from a, uh, you know, freeing up your schedule perspective, you know, yep. like the everyday work you do have, like from what I understand, maybe not a full-time staff member on payroll, Correct. but a team of individuals or an agency that takes care of the day-to-day. Um, and the question that I was going to ask you was, you know, uh, from going, I, I, I had a very interesting, from, by the way, I just wanted to bring this up. I had a very interesting, and the, the listeners at home know this, I had a very interesting experience with freelancing. It lasted about three years and and it ended really with me at the hospital for six days because of burnout. Oh, no. <laughs> I was working 16 hour days. I was doing the whole thing, like posting until midnight on Instagram and on yeah. other platforms and then sleep six hours. I used to call it my night nap because it was not actual sleep. <laughs> oh, uh, yep. in, in the, <laughs> and then at 6 a.m. back at it, sending messages and all that stuff. Until though, I, you know, that was the turning point. I was able to really take a step back. I lost, by the way, 75% of my you know, book of business because I was away for so many yeah. days. And people were like, well, the show must go on for us. So I'm sorry, but we got to leave you. Yep. Um, it wasn't really a blessing in disguise because I was able to tell myself, listen, I can only... I I should only work on high impact tasks that make my yeah. business grow and then kind of let the other people in my team take care of the rest. And that's when I started hiring people. So this was a very long intro to the question that I was going to ask you right <laughs> now. Um, how do you make sure that you stay focused on the tasks that are born for you to do? Yeah. And how do you find out what to delegate to other individuals so that you can live the lifestyle that you set for yourself. 
That's such a great question and such a great story. I, I relate. Um, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily doing the 60 hour a week burnouts, but um, was definitely running this business uh, for the last year or two more as a solo entrepreneur. And then I got COVID last fall and it's taken me out like it, it took out my ability to operate. Um, and I did have this team, so we've been able to keep some brand momentum, but then it was like, I can't serve my clients. So have a backup plan and start working on passive income. That's a side note. Um, but to answer your question, I do a lot of prioritization on that. And you know, my first exercise, I try to do like a quarterly planning in terms of high impact projects. I try to limit the number of things, uh, of big things, big projects, big initiatives to three things um, in any given corner on any given week, any given day. And that allows me to really have to be hyper-focused on the priority. And I, look, I often refer to kind of the, um, the Eisenhower matrix as urgent versus important, yep. et cetera. That's a great way to start. But also look at the things you don't like to do. That's the best yes. thing to start outsourcing first. So anytime somebody comes to me and says, how can I start outsourcing thing? I say, track your time for the next seven days by 15 minute increments, right? Figure out what exactly you're spending your time on. And then at the end of the week, go through those and look at the things that really drained your energy. Those are the first things to start outsourcing. That's super cool. And so you were telling me about you uh, coaching businesses and early stage startups. Can you tell us what type of framework you use and what kind of uh, coaching you provide for these businesses? Yeah, so as a coach, um, I, I call it my six-figure framework. And really all it is is a combination of mindset training, marketing training, brand building, and consistency. Um, so we always start out with a mindset component, which is getting clarity on what you really want, what do you want this business to be? Because a lot of people, um, they have an idea, but they, they've not really looked at, at the impact that they want. And when we fail to do that, we fail to plan ahead for what's going to work for us as entrepreneurs. We often create monsters for ourselves. Like you experience, we either create a 60 hour work week for ourselves as a self-employed, or we build a great consulting brand and have tons of employees and then realize we hate that. That's never what we wanted in the first place, right? Yes. So getting really clear on what's important to you and what you want to create in your lifestyle uh, and then creating very simple business and marketing plan to guide the path towards those goals. And it, it serves as kind of a North star uh, so that as you question, well, what should I be doing? What should I be working on? Um, you, you have a guideline there. And then building, being consistent and doing less that brings you more impact. You know, follow that 80-20 rule. Do not try to be all things to all people on every social platform. Pick one platform where your audience lives that you enjoy learning or want to learn or want to be on uh, and go all in on that platform, you know, and be consistent with it. I love the part where you say and be consistent with it because I feel like a lot of people look for coaching almost as a uh, you know shortcut to success. Mm -hmm. And in some ways it is because if you don't really have guidance, then you're going to spend years and years spinning your wheels and hoping for things to work out. And I understand that coaching as a as a coach myself, uh, you know, I think it's important to have a coach, but 
consistency, you can't buy that. You have right. to do it yourself. The, the coach will be there for support, for accountability, right? But at the end of the day, you're the ultimate you know, person that needs to run your business. Nobody is going to give you that consistency. So, so I, I do like how you said, you said all these great things, but then you're like, in the end, you're like, you know what? But you still need this. Otherwise, none of this thing, none of exactly. this will work if you don't have well, consistency. And so often as entrepreneurs, particularly when you're, you're in that early stage, right? You're in the, the first uh, six months to a year of your business and things are kind of overwhelming and you're still learning. Um, I see it a, a lot where people are doing all of the right things. And they're not getting the results right away. And they're so impatient that then they quit and they start doing something else. And else. this is particularly common with my type of client who tend to be creative people. We are so full of ideas. But the problem is when you try to execute every single idea you have, you end up doing none of them well. Yeah, 100%. You've got to be consistent and, and clear and focused. I love that. Actually, it's funny that you say that because entrepreneurship tends to be sometimes really counterintuitive in the way that you were saying, like at the very beginning, you do want to test as many ideas as possible. Like when I started my business, I was working, uh, I, 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 was, I was freelancing, I was doing e-commerce, I was doing Facebook ads, I, I was literally trying everything and, and anything. <laughs> Then I found out what one or two things are really like doing. And uh, you're probably familiar with Tom Bilyeu. And he talks about the fact, you know, you, you got to find your own passion. Passion is not something you're born with about something because, hey, we don't know 99.9% .9 of the things that are out there in the world. If you don't try them, you don't know yeah. if you're passionate about it. But when you find it, when you find something that's working and it feels good, that's when you get to drop everything else. And like you said, yep. stay consistent and don't get distracted. So that's why entrepreneurship is kind of counterintuitive because at the beginning yes. you do need to, you know, open your horizons and look around. But then once you find that one thing, just stick to it and, and don't get distracted. Yes. And give it enough time to validate whether or not it's working. It's another thing I see. I'll give a great example. I was talking to a client last week who uh, is pretty new to her business and, and she had sent out like a hundred cold emails to, well, not cold, the warm emails. She was reaching out to her network, basically saying she's mm -hmm. opening a business. So I about hundred emails. She said, nobody's replying. And I said, well, when did you send the email? And she said, yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, honey, like a lot of people haven't even read that email yet. Yes. Like you have not given it time enough to know that this is not effective. Like in seven days or, or two weeks when you've sent a follow-up email um, and you still, if you still don't have zero, then we can say we need to work on your messaging or we need to find a different solution, but like give it some time. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. That's so true. Listen, um, I had a great conversation. It's about time to wrap up. So I was actually wondering where can people find you online? Uh, yeah, you can find me on, on the socials. Um, I'm at K Bagoy, the letter K B A G O Y. Um, or you can visit sixfigurefreelancers.com if you'd like to learn more about working with me. Awesome. Perfect. Kate, again, thanks a lot for being on the Remote CEO Show. Can't wait to have you back in the future. In the meantime, you had a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. You as well. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at B. 
D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B, and I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.